Please pray with me. God, who is above all, in all, with all, and for all, we thank you for your many blessings in our lives. We receive these blessings freely and yet at a great price. As your children in Christ, dear Lord, help us to be thankful for our blessings and to bless you, the one who blesses us through faith made alive in your Holy Spirit. Let that Spirit reign over these words in our minds and hearts. Now we pray. Amen. Good morning. It's been quite a week, my dear friends in Christ. I'm so very grateful for everyone who helped with Jeannie King's memorial service. We gave our friend, who gave us so much joy, a great remembrance, and I thank you. And then, yesterday, we had a wonderful field trip at the Yale Art Museum, amen? Where members from both of the churches who I serve had a chance to look at the oldest Christian artwork in the world. These ancient paintings, preserved with modern technology, helped us to step into the lives of Christians from 1,800 years ago. And the key picture that was preserved from this early church was painted above the pool that was used to baptize new Christians, new believers, into the Christian faith. And as new Christians came up from those waters, they laid their eyes on Jesus the good shepherd, carrying a lost sheep. Now notice that Jesus is not carrying a lamb like in our window up there. No, that's a hefty sheep that Jesus is toting. Most new believers back then would have been adults who had completed a thorough education and training about this brand new faith. It must have been a great joy for them to see the face of Jesus above them there. Now, I know that some of you may not be in the mood today for a message about rejoicing in God. That's not the point. Faith is not about what we're in the mood for. Amen? Faith is about what we are willing to do with God, for God, and in God, no matter what our mood. We can forget that easily in our modern churches. We surround ourselves with beautiful things. We put comfy cushions on our pews. And we want our music and our worship leaders to coax us into the mood for rejoicing in God in this fine living room of faith. Mind you, a little air conditioning could help now and again, but that's another story, right? When you travel back 1,800 years... To that ancient house church in a forgotten town on the edge of nowhere, that's not what faith was about. Faith was about salvation in a world that was falling apart in the middle of global brutality. Faith was not about everyday aches and pains and disappointments, but the challenges of short and hard lives in a world that had no such thing as medicine to help us forget that we are mortal beings. Roman gods had lost their meaning. 
the God of Israel, seemed to be defeated after the destruction of Jerusalem, 30 years after Jesus died and rose from the dead. And new mystical cults promised hidden knowledge and power to a few elite people. But for the people like you and me, salvation was not easy to find. And yet, down a back alley, through a door that looked like any other door on any other street in that town, people would walk into a simple home that had become a church, an assembly of people who wanted the salvation of Jesus Christ. They needed a guide, a shepherd, who would promise them a safe and sure path through life's challenges. The world had lost any meaningful story for life beyond a full belly, a bit of pride, and a few coins in a leather purse. What did it all add up to? Was it really just about me against the world? Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is in me. The words of Psalm 103 were surely sung in that very place 1,800 years ago. People wanted a sure reason to rejoice. People wanted a certain God to give praise to in the middle of a world of false gods, false pride, and false security. They wanted to be able to let down their game face, their outer shell of being just fine in the middle of everything that was not fine at all, and to admit how much they missed having something to shout about, not because they wanted a mood, but because their hearts were as good as dead if they couldn't. Jess, could you kick to the next slide there? One after that. Thank you. Rejoice. It's not a word that we use much these days, is it? Let's try some of the words that it's like. Rapture. Delirium. Triumph. Elation. Jubilation. Red Sox fans think Edgar Renteria hitting a squibber to Keith Folk, who threw it to first baseman Doug Mankiewicz, sealing their 2004 World Series victory. 1918, no more. Yankees fans think of a drifting plop fly settling into the glove of third baseman Charlie Hayes to end the 96 World Series. Elation, delirium, rapture, jubilation. Now... Think as if those games had been played for your very life, your very soul, for everything that mattered and would matter. That's Christian rejoicing. We're set free by God through faith in Jesus Christ to invite that kind of joy into our life. And it's joy that's precious beyond the most long-weighted and hard-earned World Series ring, beyond the best job, the best photo-perfect moments, beyond the greatest awards and praise that we could experience through our own efforts. And like those precious World Series moments, they come through a dedication to discipline. Discipline that we call Christian discipleship. As we've explained this summer, it takes commitment, focus, trust, letting God be the boss, obeying God's ways, and enduring through hard times and tough challenges that will seem like they'll never end. 
No one forces us to do these things. We're free to do them or not. Just like every year, there are plenty of teams who are free to do their best or not to gain prizes and glory. How much more precious, how much more glorious is the rejoicing that God will bless us with when we make God's joy the greatest priority of our lives? Amen? The God of heaven and earth pours out on us every single day an ocean of power, might, resources, and everlasting love, blessings to encourage us to choose God's joy as the organizing principle of our lives, as God does every day. The God of our salvation, Jesus Christ, Son of God and Son of all humanity, blesses us every day with his everlasting presence, our risen Lord and Savior, never, ever giving up on us, always willing to pick us up on his shoulders to get us back to his people known as church. The God who's ready not just to sustain us, but to transform us in God's living Holy Spirit blesses us with a sense of connectedness to God's eternal blessings, with the blessings of God's creation, with the blessing of God's people trying to be disciples in Jesus, and with the blessings of God's people who need Jesus. This God, this only real and living God, wants us to be rejoicing with blessings for every part of our being from beyond the depths of the bottom of our hearts. And God asks us not to be in the mood for it, but to put out pretty, or to put out pretty things for it, or to beg for it, or to be made worthy of it. No. Our God asks us to be prepared for God's blessings any day anytime, every time, every day, forever. Because God will never give up blessing us with the freedom to choose God's blessings. Rejoice. 2,000 years after Jesus. 1,800 years after that house church baptized new believers in Jesus Christ. God is not done with people telling the story of the only real blessings with rejoicing, worth rejoicing about on God's good earth. We get sold a thousand different things, a thousand different ways, every single day, that we're told will be just as good as rejoicing in God's blessings. They all fade away. They all get old. They all look good for a while, and then they move on, leaving us behind. We can play make-believe and make our lives a rerun of those fading moments and pretend that we can do a better job than God in creating joy. And when we do, we'll be liars every single time. Many things are worthy of giving us joy. But only the blessings of God are real joy. Now, more than ever, we need to be a church that will be a fountain of rejoicing in the God of our blessings. 
now more than ever we need to be a church that embraces the discipleship required to be authentic servants of god's blessings who will bring god's joy into the world now more than ever we have to be more than just in the mood for church more than just waiting for people to play church by our rules, more than just making our church a reflection of our own desires to get the joy that we want. In Luke's gospel today, Jesus had a word for such people, and it wasn't a nice word, was it? Jesus called religious leaders who wanted a church made in their own image hypocrites. Wow. God said that to God's church. That happened. We don't want that to happen here. Amen? Day by day, together and in our own lives, God challenges us to rejoice in the awesome blessings that God has given us in our freedom to be like God, in God, with God, through faith in Jesus Christ. Be grateful in your heart for the many blessings that our God who loves you so very much has blessed you with. Rejoice in being God's church on earth. Morsels of Christ, seeds of faith planted to bring God's coming rejoicing to earth for you and for everyone as it is in heaven. And bless this God with all of your soul and all that is within you. Rejoice in our God and find God's joy for your sake and for the sake of everyone. Find joy. Be joy. Live joy. Amen. Our hymn of response is Amazing Grace. My privilege to have that prayer written on my heart. Once something gets written on your heart, you don't lose it, right? It's like something you may put in the sock drawer and forget about, but you never lose it. I pray that you find prayers like this that will keep those possibilities alive in your heart. Amen. It's time now for the prayers of the people when we lift up our joys and concerns, our triumphs, our defeats. just want to make sure I'm not missing anybody. We pray most earnestly and deeply, and I pray continually for the recovery of Gracie Thede, Tom and Jan's granddaughter. She has Hodgkin's lymphoma. And we pray in the name of Jesus Christ that the anointing power of God's Holy Spirit will be upon Gracie and upon their family and lift them up and bring them to strength and peace and hope in this world. We continue to pray for Jeannie Beth King's family and we pray in thanks for all the support that our loving God gave us in this past week and will continue to give us every single day. From our community, we get a prayer. This is prayer is for my brother who's fighting addiction. 
I suppose we could mimeograph this prayer pretty easily. It's a problem that's on many, many hearts. I pray also for the city of Meriden, which is facing uh, new challenges from gang violence. It's already taken lives. I pray for the peace of Christ to be on hearts, upon our law enforcement to provide them protection and wisdom, and upon all our citizens to speak the truth with love about what we need to make this a good and wholesome place to live. Let's pray together. Loving God of blessings that are far more than all we could ask or imagine, we humbly thank you for the crisp, beautiful day that you have given us. We thank you for the love that surrounds us in this place, a place so carefully crafted to help people to see and to feel and to understand how warmly you embrace us. We thank you for the discipleship of Christ that grows in our hearts through this church and in our personal discipleship. We thank you for the challenges of the church. For even 1,800 years ago, small groups like us gathered together to face the world's challenges. And your response, O oh God, to those challenges endures and shall endure every single day until the end of time. Help us to endure and to receive your joy this day and always as your church in Christ. Anoint us and lift us up in your power to be that church. And help us to do it in the image of our Lord and Savior Jesus, who taught us to pray these words. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you for being God's fountain of love and joy in this world. Don't ever doubt that every drop of that love and joy that you provide doesn't make a difference. It does. Every single bit provides God's kingdom on earth. And as a portion of that kingdom, we now assemble our tithes and offerings that this church may endure in the love of Christ and that the world may receive it.
blessings that make us, save us, and change us. Rejoice and bless the Lord with everything that you say and do. Rejoice. We are set free by God for joy every day. Glory to God. Amen. And now, may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord shine down God's countenance upon us on this beautiful day and be gracious unto us. And may the God of all possibilities lift up God's countenance upon us and everybody who needs those blessings very much and grant us peace now and forever. And may the people blessed by God please say, Amen.